0: All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know? Hi, everybody.
1: Welcome to the show.
0: Hi, I'm Andrew.
1: And I am Mary. This is...
0: Tell me something I didn't need to know.
1: Where we will tell you things you didn't really need to know. And we're going to enjoy ourselves.
0: Hopefully, you enjoy yourself. If you don't, well, suck it up. <laughs> or find a different podcast. That works, too.
1: <laughs> wow, Andrew's in very form today.
0: Uh, meaning? A little feisty. I'm usually like this. I just hide it really well.
1: All righty, then. So, um, this is our first podcast. Obviously, we're not professionals, so bear with us as we learn. Along with you. What's in your glass today?
0: Same thing that's in your glass. I have no idea.
1: Oh. This <laughs> yes, we are imbibing in a very lovely white table wine from St. Julian's called
0: Envy. What do you think of it? Um, it's got a little bit of a dry aftertaste, but uh, it's a pretty sweet wine. I'm actually kind of surprised you're enjoying it.
1: I actually love this wine.
0: Well, it's very delicious. It's I- just... Um, you're not a huge fan of sweet stuff, like super sweet. Most of my wine is sweet. <laughs> I know. Well, no, because <laughs> on a label, they mostly say semi-sweet wines, and this one seems and just a
1: little sweeter. Anyway, it's very nice. It's got a very beautiful color, very nice flavor. Anything else on your mind?
0: I was really enjoying your new toy today. Yeah? Yeah. I'm me? not going to say what it is. Yeah, I was um, there's me. several buttons to change modes there, Um I just want to leave it to the listener's imagination. <laughs> We're
1: going to get labeled in a whole other category if you keep describing we might our, get banned. our new toy the way you're describing it without telling them that it's actually a...
0: Hey, 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 don't ruin the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Talk pure, at the end of the show. Pure of headphones. <laughs> Damn it.
1: Surprise. Thanks, mom problem. That's what I'm here for. It's my job.
0: It's got lots of buttons. It seems a little rugged. I could have really taken that places. I know. You just ruined it.
1: I know. I know. I know. You could have taken it a whole lot of places. So what's on the agenda today?
0: I kind of came to the conclusion that uh, after three o'clock, I'm going to work.
1: And what if your co-host goes on vacation?
0: Well, then I guess I get a vacation. It doesn't matter because I'm not getting paid anyway. (laughs)
1: Fair enough, hopefully we won't call this working for very long, because it'll be really fun.
0: Right, yeah, I don't really see this becoming a job so much as just uh, just spend my afternoon. I think it's hopefully going to be total entertainment for both of us. Right, well, given the fact that we're in the startup process, I assume, you know, five days a week, you get out of work at three... Get over here at 3. Granted, you're going to be working literally all day, but, you know. Um, Been doing that for a couple weeks now. Yes, but for you, this is more of a hobby. You're still getting paid from a job. I am, on the other hand, this is also a hobby, but uh, I'm not getting paid from a I'm not
1: paying else. you. <laughs> I know that.
0: <laughs> not yet. I mean, your, your other podcasts, you... They end up paying me. I services rendered. I will leave that to your imagination.
1: <laughs> I actually started this whole idea of doing a podcast because
0: it's a midlife crisis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is a little unusual for me I will say. it is. It is definitely not in my comfort zone. It is not something I ever pictured or envisioned myself doing.
0: No, but you know, for a long time you've you've taught me a lot of things and I feel like you could probably go further and through this podcast you can teach other people. Now granted, you're not necessarily in the spotlight per se because nobody can see you, but in another sense you are in fact in the spotlight because you got a lot of knowledge and wisdom to share with the world. Well, I think and hopefully the world will...
1: Appreciate it?
0: Yeah, that. Appreciate it. <laughs> or, they, you know, they'll be like, screw this show. I'm on to the next. <laughs> because, admittedly, <laughs> we tend to get a little off subject.
1: <laughs> I don't think that that's a huge problem, though. I really don't.
0: No, I, I feel like it'll be entertaining. And if for nobody other than us, for us.
1: Okay, we'll go with that. All righty, then. With that, you know what? I'm going to tell you something you didn't need to know. Are you okay. ready? I
0: am okay. certainly ready.
1: All righty. Um, so I did a lot of research on today's show, today's story. Um, watched a documentary, for lack of better wording.
0: Documentary.
1: Because that's not really what I would call it.
0: <laughs> it was certainly interesting. I'm pretty
1: sure I lost a couple of brain cells while I was watching this documentary, because that's what I call it.
0: Okay. tomato tomato
1: that's right so today we're going to talk about a little tiny town little tiny town um is located in the florida panhandle which is in the top of the florida top left yeah top left
0: all right top left of the state
1: yeah unless you're standing in the top left then maybe it's to your right
0: you have a point
1: yeah sometimes right on the top of my head
0: you ever wonder if somebody finds the exact location of the Division lines in each state. And, like, I think Florida is uh, separated by... It's got three other states. It's got a little corner there at the top left, right? You're not asking a geographical major. No. I'm not a geography historian. Okay, so I'm kind of an idiot, and these are the things I think of. So, has anybody ever found that spot and just, like, marked it? This is the edge of Florida and what other states
1: that's yeah. a good question maybe one of our listeners will know and maybe they'll go these two are just blooming stupid idiots. oh <laughs> damn okay i
0: was going for stupid But right.
1: so we're going to talk about this little tiny town this okay. little town is so small it doesn't even encompass five entire square miles okay? okay it is a little over four and a half square miles the town is called vernon which some people have will recognize the name of the town vernon some people will not
0: maybe depends It does. It does depend. Maybe people in Um, Florida are going to be retarded and don't want to listen to our podcast.
1: Until I started my research, I'd never heard of Vernon. Um, Vernon is actually named for George Washington's Virginia home, which is called Mount Vernon. So then they named this town after his home.
0: Wait, did he live on a mountain? No, no. That would be good that's research a, to do. Because that's why podcast. would it? That's another story. Still, um, if it's called Mount Vernon, don't you think it would be on a mountain? It is
1: on a mountain. It's not a very large hill. I think you're being which, facetious right now. Way back then, they considered to be a mountain because people were shorter then.
0: That logic doesn't even make sense. Go on. Okay.
1: Very <laughs> right. nice. So, this little teeny tiny town was started by Indians. It was actually the site. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa.
1: I don't know which The kind thank
0: you, of... please come again kind of Indians, no. or the like the ooh,
1: Woo-woo-woo
0: Indians? Yeah. Okay. Let's but those try. are called Native Americans. Okay. Just, well, just so you can be PC.
1: Okay. It was actually started by Native Americans. Thank it you. was a major Native American, air quotes. So, at the time, we're going to talk about this little tiny town that encompasses a very small amount of land.
0: Less than five square miles, you said. Yes.
1: The population of the town was... Between 610 people and 624 people. In what year? Between the 50s and the 60s. Okay. So not a big town. I mean, like, pretty much everybody knew everybody.
0: Do we know the population now? Everybody knew their name. In 2020. 743
1: people. Okay. So it really hasn't grown much. No. Not much.
0: Documentary didn't do much for it, did it? If,
1: (laughs) If you'd seen the documentary, you'd have
0: understood why. I will try to include a link to the documentary,
1: so you can watch this documentary.
0: Or at least Um, the first five seconds. Because any more than that, you might die. Okay, I
1: highly suggest that you either watch it while you're drinking or smoking a joint.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not to say that we are actually going to.
1: Not to say we are drinking or smoking joints, but I'm just—it's a recommendation from your podcast hosts.
0: I'm Anyway, not out of the
1: bottle. This isn't the bottle, this is my glass. Okay, anyway. (laughs) So, the city of Vernon sits on a body of water. It's called Holmes Creek. Holmes Creek was used as a shipping route to towns further down. Um, It was also really, really well known for shipping gopher tortoises, which were super valuable. They were... Now, is that a
0: gopher or a turtle?
1: It's a tortoise, which is not a turtle, it's a tortoise. At that point in time, the the tortoise was seen as a very important species. Part of what it did was it would dig a burrow, and it could dig those burrows as deep as 30 feet, and other species would use those burrows for shelter. So it could provide shelter for up to 360 other animals in this one burrow. To me,
0: that's very cool. It is very cool, but is this a... A story on the turtle, or is this a story on Vernon? Just... Side note.
1: It's a side oh, note. Oh, a side note. Okay. One more well, side you should probably note.
0: say side note at the beginning, so they know it's Another a side, side note. Another side note. Maybe somebody's actually taking notes, so that they can learn this stuff and, like, really implant it in their brain, because, you know, people do this Another like
1: side that. note is that the gopher tortoise is on the endangered
0: species list. So I can't keep one in my bathtub.
1: You shouldn't? So the town of Vernon did um, did pretty well. It was pretty... Pretty prosperous in the beginning. Steamboats went down the Holmes Creek, which I took a look at, and I could not find the actual width of the creek. But it varies as the creek moves on. Yes, but I couldn't even find an average width of the creek. It does run for 16 miles, so it is 16 miles long. It is fed by 15 different springs, one of which is Cypress Springs, which if anybody knows any Florida history or tidbits of information that is where nestle pumps water for some of their spring bottle water That's
0: side note
1: that's another side note
0: i you didn't say it at the beginning
1: oh well anyway so <laughs> stream the creek is wide enough that steamboats actually went down this creek through past the town used to stop at the town they had railroads that stopped in their town and they actually grew prosperous enough that they built a sawmill that employed a majority of the people that lived in the town. But eventually, the town was not so prosperous. Steamboats stopped stopping. The railroads didn't stop there anymore, and the sawmill had to close down. So at that point in time, the people of Vernon needed another source of income.
0: I'm assuming they didn't start pot farms.
1: No, I don't think they stopped. Maybe they maybe maybe So they, you're not gonna
0: say we're drinking, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe they did start pop Farm. Sentences are too difficult.
1: <sighs> so movie director by the name of Earl Morris decided to do a documentary like on Eli the town. Morris. Errol. Anyway, he decided to do a documentary about the town. His original idea was to do it about what we're going to talk about in a little bit. But once he started doing interviews and the townspeople realized what he was actually highlighting in their town, they were not appreciative. They actually um, threatened him, threatened to kill him, and beat him up. So he left the town, he went home, rethanked his idea, went back, and simply produced a documentary on their lifestyle. Mr. Morris considered Vernon strange and magical at the same time. He said it was full of gator hunting and shady authorities. The sheriff was quoted as saying, down here, we don't have murders. We have disappearances. So, I did watch the documentary. I found the citizens to be rather unusual. They led a very simplistic lifestyle. In the documentary, we had a man and a woman who... Who had a jar of sand and they called it growing sand because they were convinced it was growing. We had some fishermen. We had some turkey hunters. This was really important to him. Turkey hunting was really important to him and he saved the feet and the beard from each male turkey and he could tell you a story about how he got it, where he got it, and when he got it. And he had them all displayed. We met an interesting gentleman who Whose pets included a possum,
0: a a
1: gopher tortoise, a gopher, gopher tortoise, (laughs) and a snake that we did not get to see. We also met a self-taught worm farmer. I found him to be the most interesting of all the characters that we met in this documentary.
0: They were called wigglers. 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 I thought it was wigglers. No, wigglers. He called them wigglers. So
1: let's talk about the town. Let's talk about the people of the town now that we've got the documentary out of the way. To start this, we're going to give you a fact. If, for some reason, you got into an accident right now and you chopped off your arm, if you... Why would it
0: be an accident if they're chopping off their arm?
1: I said if you, you, if you accidentally chopped off your arm and you had accidental death and dismemberment insurance, your arm would be worth today... A little under hundred and seventy thousand dollars. That's the reimbursement you would get from the insurance company if you accidentally air quotes lost your arm.
0: I think that depends on the policy.
1: It does. That's an average from all over okay. the United States. Sure. That's an average. I just, just saying, I did some research. I want to give people their get so, their hopes
0: up for chopping <clears> off their arms. I'm so just let's, saying.
1: Let's consider that in, you know, the fifties and sixties it's translated to right under sixteen thousand dollars for an arm or You could get about $8,500 for your leg or your foot. Which is an extremely large sum of money for people whose income, whose average income was less than $22,000 for the entire family. And we'll, you know, we'll call it a family of four. Because we're just using averages.
0: I feel like back then people, you know, reproduced like rabbits. But
1: go on. Um, Did you see how many people lived in this town?
0: Yeah.
1: They're not reproducing.
0: Like rabbits? They have better self-control than,
1: you know, nowadays. Go on. They're reproducing other things, not people. (laughs) Not feet. They're not really sure how it all began. They're making an assumption that one of the citizens in Vernon accidentally lost an arm, a leg, a limb, an eye, a hand, a foot, something, and discovered that they had accidental death and dismemberment insurance, which at that point in time was called loss of limb insurance because a lot of these people were farmers and there were actually real accidents that did happen. So it's assumed that this person lost a limb, an eye, and they received a very large payout from their insurance company. So at that point in time, it was called loss of limb insurance. It is now known as AD&D, accidental death and dismemberment which pays you or your beneficiaries a certain amount of money if you die or you become dismembered as the direct result of an accident.
0: Mind you, the key word is accident.
1: Accident. So living in a small community, we all know how word spreads. We all know how gossip spreads. It's a very small community. Everybody knew everybody. This word must have spread quick because more and more of these residents began... Accidentally, intentionally losing body parts. All of them took out insurance policies. Some of them took out extremely large insurance policies. Some of them took out insurance policies that cost more than their monthly income. Some of these took out insurance policies only 12 hours before their accident happened. So the residents of Vernon who accidentally lost a limb, an eye, a hand, were soon called nubbies, and they were relegated to the nub club. Some nub club members would hack or saw their limbs off, which I'm not really sure how one goes about making that choice.
0: Well, I mean, at that time, think about it, 50s and 60s, it was just after the Depression, right? 50s?
1: I don't really know. I wasn't alive then. No, I sure? I wasn't alive. I don't know. I'm not sure that's true. Okay. <laughs> so, most of them took the easier and much, much quicker way of just using a shotgun and shooting whatever part off they chose to shoot off. Definitely a...
0: During the documentary, one man... Um,
1: it was mentioned, yeah.
0: Yeah, it mentioned how a man shot his foot off a shotgun.
1: Yeah. Put the butt right against his forehead and shot his foot off.
0: FYI, something about scooping your brains off the sidewalk. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Just been trying to figure out how to add that one in. All
1: righty. After shooting your arm, your leg, or poking your eye out, then you would contact your insurance company and make an outlandish reason for this accident for your insurance claim. Mr. Birdshaw, who is an agent and insurance, he was an insurance agent for one of the companies, was quoted as saying his list of policy holders included the following. A man who sawed his left hand off at work. A man who shot off his foot while protecting his chickens. A man who lost his hand while trying to shoot a hawk. A man who somehow lost two limbs in an accident involving a rifle and a tractor, because everyone
0: should ride around on their tractor with a rifle. And those deer are not going to shoot themselves. <laughs> and, and apparently turkeys.
1: And a man who bought a policy in less than twelve hours later shot off his foot while aiming at a squirrel.
0: You know, I hear that it is best to use your toes as a as a bipod to keep your rifle pretty steady.
1: At some point, don't you look at people and go, you shouldn't own a firearm?
0: I think that should be regulated anyway, (laughs) but go on.
1: (laughs) There was another man who took out insurance with 28 or 30 different insurance companies. He was a farmer, usually drove his pickup truck because that's what we drive around
0: the farm. Hopefully, while not under the influence of any mind-altering substances.
1: His pickup was a stick shift. This day, fortunately for the farmer, he took his wife's car, which was a manual transmission. No, it was an automatic transmission. And he lost his left foot. He was also carrying a tourniquet in his pocket. And when the insurance company asked why he had a tourniquet in his pocket, he said snakes. case of snake bite. He received over a million dollars for shooting off his foot. And in the 50s, that is a lot of money. Even now, that's a lot of money.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. I would like that kind of money. I'm not shooting my foot off for it, but I'd like that kind of money. I
0: would take that into consideration any insurance agent that is listening to this podcast.
1: Consider that, you know, your average income for a family of four was $22,000 a year. These claims started at $5,000, and that's probably for a finger or a toe. They ranged from five thousand to ten thousand, but as the scam went on, claims increased because the residents got more bold. The more they got away with it, the more they figured they could do. So frequently, these policies made millionaires out of men whose previous assets could fit in a cardboard box.
0: You're giving me ideas.
1: <laughs> so the insurance companies caught. They finally figured it out. They did their investigating. They could never prove that any of these were anything but accidents. So no one was ever convicted of defrauding an insurance company. But they did make some changes to their policies. First, they made them much, much more expensive. The average premium was much more than they could afford in Vernon. And then they just stopped selling them in that part of Florida
0: Altogether, no, no, no. If a guy becomes a millionaire overnight, I'm fairly certain he can afford a frickin' insurance You policy. can only
1: lose so many limbs before you have limbs to shoot. Well, maybe instead Soft. of signing his
0: name, he just licked the paper. Maybe he learned to write with his toes.
1: This was so prolific that the Florida panhandle in the 50s and 60s was responsible for two-thirds of all loss-of-limb accident claims in the entire United States. Two-thirds. In this little town of Vernon, that had 600-plus residents.
0: You said the panhandles, so, I mean, is a possibility that accidental death and dismemberment policies were also taken out in other locations?
1: So if the citizens thought that they were keeping this whole scam a secret, they were sadly mistaken. 54 men in this town were missing feet, arms, hands, eyes, and had joined the so-called Nub Club. They had cashed out payments from $5,000 to $300,000 for losing various body parts. Desperate times, desperate measures are hardly new, but the extremity of losing one's extremity makes
0: the extremity of losing one's extremity. Yeah. Okay.
1: Makes the people of Vernon a little peculiar, in my opinion.
0: In the 50s. Not so much now, right?
1: No, they're probably peculiar anyway. (laughs) Um, I did discover that no women did this. No women became part of the nub club. No women ever sawed off their arm or shot off their foot, hacked off their fingers.
0: Well, at that time, I imagine it was far more difficult to remarry when you were missing extremities.
1: I didn't find out that any information that any woman ever participated in this. It was all men. And that's what I have for my story.
0: Well, isn't that just
1: peachy keen, lovely?
0: Yeah, peachy keen, lovely. You yeah, didn't let's need go to that. know that. <laughs> you know, I feel like most people didn't need to know that, largely due to the fact that you know now I have a you have feeling ideas that. You had? No, not me, but I imagine. Well, I did. <laughs> Given the fact I'm recording myself, and you know, I'm at some point an insurance agent will run into this. Chances are going to pay a pretty high premium, so no. But, you know, I feel like people probably shouldn't have known this, largely due to the fact that this could become a pandemic here in the U.S. here relatively soon.
1: Okay, we're already in a pandemic. Yeah, pandemic 2.0. 2. Uh, we are already in pandemic 20,
0: 2020. 2.0, not 2020.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it would be far too painful.
0: I just, I feel like I feel like like medicine has come a long way.
1: (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. I feel like it's far too painful, and we, as as Americans, are very vain about our appearances, and to lose a finger or a hand or poke your eye out for money, to me, I don't. I think
0: a finger is is acceptable. Vanity be damned. If you don't have to work for a living.
1: Point taken. We ask if you have ideas, questions, comments, concerns, let us know. We're always looking for new ideas. I love new information.
0: If you have stories, hit us with them. If you have something you'd like us to research for you or, you know, something that you you, you might have on your mind that you might want to learn something about, go ahead and email us. Let us know. Um, that email is tmsidntk at gmail or you can reach us at Things I Didn't, or tell me something I didn't need to know, on Facebook, um, and we will look that up for you, and uh, we'll do a story on that. I love to learn
1: new stuff. You know I do. Yes. I love I love the bizarre. I love the slightly unnatural. I love the the weird. I I. So into stuff that
0: most people don't even think about that. It's kind of what the whole idea behind this podcast was just, you know, stuff that people don't really need to know. But maybe it's just fun to know. I mean, how many people are going to go out and tell this story to their friends and get a good chuckle? Or, you know, how many people are going to get rich?
1: (laughs) We take no responsibility for the actions of others based on the information that we have passed on.
0: We should make people kind a digital waiver. That's
1: our disclaimer. (laughs) Disclaimer. Right there.
0: Disclaimer. Mind you, um, drinking or smoking, whatever, um, neither one of us are disabled. So.
1: You should probably speak for yourself.
0: (laughs) Well, after watching that documentary, I might be slightly disabled. Pretty sure it would have been a lot more fun. I lost
1: some brain cells watching it. I don't know about you.
0: I didn't have a whole lot to begin with.
1: So, I will let you know, though, that when they released that documentary, it was released at the New York Film Festival in
0: 1981.
1: Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 100%. I don't know what that means, but they gave it 100%. 100% sounds like it should be really good. Yep. I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes... How they judge their things? I
0: don't know. I, <laughs> you know... Huh. That's,
1: uh... <laughs> it's an interesting one.
0: That's disturbing, to be perfectly honest. I kind of thought so. I scary. couldn't understand half of the stuff being said in that documentary. Yeah. And I wasn't even drinking then, so don't blame it on the drink.
1: That That is true, too. That is true, too.
0: Okay, no, I was drinking coffee. My bad, guys.
1: well we want to again say thanks for anybody who stopped by who gave us their ear listened hope you enjoyed it it will get smoother it will get better or not if you did enjoy your short stop with us feel free to follow our podcast download the episodes automatically leave us a rating and a review
0: You can download the episodes, should be able to download the episodes through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, or Radio Public.
1: This podcast was co-hosted by myself, Mary, my co-host here, Andrew, the smartass. Well, He put our music together, he did all the editing, and I did the cover art. Have a great day. Final thought?
0: Leave it better than you found it. Which I don't think is that good. That is, is the case here.
1: Goodbye.